Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Keep It Real Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Erica. And we are your host of the Keep It Real Podcast. We, How was this past week? This week was pretty interesting. I believe I've already kind of like talked about in the past that I started working out. Mm-hmm. And now I'm on to my next step. I decided to try out being vegan mm-hmm. for the month of july y'all erica i'm proud of erica she's been really consistent with it. i seen her have she got some keto stuff in there yeah and i'm like who do you think you with <laughs> i've been having smoothies so i started mm-hmm. off you know working out and then i would do like um two smoothies a day and then like one meal and then i have moved to trying out vegan and speaking of trying out vegan, my first day trying was obviously July 1st. Mm-hmm. And I went with my best friend to a vegan spot not far from here, actually. Um, I don't know if it was black owned, but I kind of believe it was. Mm. But the food was actually pretty good. What's the name of the restaurant? It's called Vigilicious. Mm. Um so, yes, I had like the soul food chick plate. Mm-hmm. So they had like this side that was basically the substitution for chicken and it tasted like chicken but it wasn't chicken it almost looked like the skin from the chicken Mm. only or something but it had ton of greens it had macaroni it had a roll i was trying to get the yams but i didn't even get the yams but the dessert the carrot cake and everything is vegan Mm. everything is vegan based i'm not no vegan but i just love food and adobe she had the um impossible burger and mm. she liked it too so i would say definitely go try out that place i seen in the reviews that a lot of people that aren't even vegan actually eat there mm-hmm. um so that's what made me excited since it was my first day because i was like you know i don't want to just go all in like i'm a pro because maybe i don't like the food you know right so but i actually liked it. it wasn't bad it wasn't bad so i would say y'all definitely go try that out so yeah, that's pretty much been my week, and then I've been working. What about you? Um, so my birthday is coming up. My birthday is next week on the twelfth. Y'all, I've been trying to plan and do stuff just for everything to not go how I want it to go. So that's one. I'm still trying to figure that stuff out. It's been I a blessed been, week for yeah, you. Yeah, it's week. So I'm just gonna keep looking towards the positive direction. I ha- recently had the opportunity, or I had to come to the place of choosing my dreams over settling for uh my actual like nine to five or whatever um obviously you know me i'm going after my dreams and i'm very proud to be doing what i'm doing now um i work with this production company and yeah it's it's been a blessing i'm happy i'm excited i'm so glad to get into it and really just like go all in with it now of course i was nervous at first because it's always nervous it's always a um high nerves attached to it a heightened in your um nervousness when it comes to you letting go of something that you're used to doing that you know that you can you have planned out now it's like i just have to take a leap of faith on not knowing what i'm gonna do next but i know i'll be okay Mm -hmm. you know so that was that that was this week for me but it's been a blessed week Y'all, I do want to just throw this in there when it comes to my brother. Um, He kind of slid through the birthday thing that he has going on. But I have to tell y'all about what he did. Okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> 
So earlier this week, he was looking because he wants to have this, like, you know, y'all know how he is. He's very like, extra. Y'all, so I've never, to have, for me, like, I've never setup. had, like, a big, big, like, birthday party. I'm not the type of person to just really care to have a big party and stuff. I really just he does have, want to do something, he wants to do yeah, it big. Yeah, I want to do it big. So when I do do it, I want to do it big. But I'm, I like, I'm cool with just having, like, close friends and just keeping it real small, you know, small niche of people that I actually am cool with. But this year, I'm turning 25. I wanted to go all out. You know, everybody don't see 25. So I went to book an Airbnb. <laughs> and of course, you know, I'm not really like new to, I don't know really much about booking the Airbnb stuff. So I seen this house and I was like, oh, this is perfect setup for my party. How much? Tell them all the assets the, the um, Airbnb had. Mm, it had like it had pool tables. Like the living room is big. Uh, big enough for me to be able to have like my um balloon garland set up with my 25 lights and everything and a all table that table set up he wanted a red for, like, carpet coming drink. through yeah um, drinks the red carpet's coming through to come into that like it was gonna be big pictures, i had everything set my cake and everything like y'all when i tell you i was planning this and i had it all ready to go just for me to mention to the airbnb lady like Hey, I'm throwing my 25th birthday party, <laughs> and I would like to book your house to be able to do this and that. And she was like, "Nope." And y'all know all Airbnbs always have the um, rules that there's no parties. Or and events. I, I wasn't and the like the fact that he reached out and was like, "Hey, so I'm gonna have about this many people, and you know, I wanted to throw my 25th." birthday party here at your house mm -hmm. it was just hilarious to me because it was like but it's like how course. could you turn that down do you know how much money you'll be making you know it's like at least it's been booked but what do people think people get airbnbs for though like yeah, because people travel and they need a place to stay you know it's usually yeah, a home but away most from of home. the time these people are throwing a party in there regardless sometimes sometimes but i do understand the um airbnb host or owner because stuff. yeah they have they have permits to do it and with a lot of complaints they can lose their permits and you know you never know how people neighbors are and especially when they know it's not you and your family there and you got all of these people some people just mm -hmm. don't like to see you doing nothing so they'll start yeah. recording and, and all that so i get the, it when i looked at the house room she talking about a hundred dollars per person that she see come through on the ring camera um outside of the guest that's on the actual which I think um, is stuff, a bit extra because really if they extra. don't stay, then I don't but see what the issue is. I'm you can like, have uh, friends stop back. I don't know. That just killed my vibe, y'all. <laughs> so I'm just trying to figure out other stuff. I'm still planning on trying to do it, but I'm just at the point where I'm just like, whatever. I don't even care no more. But yeah. But yeah, he's going to get it together. I'm going to help him. Yeah. But y'all, so I decided that we should add an additional kind of segment into the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um because it's a lot of times I see things scrolling down social media. It may just be like a um, a scripted little, you know, video mm -hmm. or, or TikTok or a meme, something that I see. Right. And I always send it to my brother and be like, what you think about this? Or he'll see something and send it to me and then we'll have a conversation in regards to that. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, why don't we just add like a segment of like, let me get your two cents or something. I haven't really thought of the title of the new segment yet, but I thought we'll do like a discussion of it 
of mm-hmm. whatever we saw on t- social media yeah. on the podcast. So we're going to try it out this week. I'm going to start today with this video I saw um, on my timeline. Mm-hmm. And it was a guy. He was in the car and he had like a fanny pack on. He pulled out like a stack of money out of that fanny pack and was like showing it to the camera saying whatever like this is what i got or whatever and you hear Mm -hmm. a woman's voice in the background say are you serious and he's like what we don't see the woman on camera and she goes to explain i just asked you if you could buy me these hundred dollar shoes and you said you didn't have the money and now you're showing it on video Mm. and he responds to her saying what do you mean? I don't have to give you nothing. I have my money for me. I don't get shit for you, bitch. And just cursing, you know. And I was like, wow. I read the mm. comments and stuff. And it's not like it's something new. We see this kind of stuff on social media all the time. But right. It's so watered it just, down now. Yeah. It's like I feel like we're pushing a narrative of something that's really embarrassing as a generation Mm -hmm. honestly and then of course a lot of people in the comments was calling him corny some people were laughing and he had made a second video explaining to the people that were saying he was corny that this girl had asked him to go with her to the mall and to go eat after and then when he got there she's asking him to buy her stuff and so how is he corny so i kind of wanted to get your Mm -hmm. input and what you thought about when you saw the video that i sent you for me, after I watched the video of him explaining it, because the first video just seemed like, of course, is too much going on. What is he doing? He's doing extra. I still think it was very extra of calling her out of her name and disrespecting her like that. But um, if they are, I mean, I don't, I don't see a problem of buying like some food or wherever. It is his money. Okay, we know it's his money. You don't have to flaunt it, but. If she invited him out to the mall, I don't know if they was in a relationship or what it was, a friendship. If it's a friendship and they don't really have a a commitment to anything, it just seemed kind of overboard and kind of almost like gold digging-ish to just be like, why didn't you do this for me? Why didn't you do that? But I was in there asking for you to do this and that when I had no plans to go to the mall today. I only came with you because you asked me to. And I was like, mm, yeah, I guess I'll come. So how I spend my money and what I want to do with it is not none of your business, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's just my standpoint. But I completely do not stand for the disrespect as far as calling her a bitch and, and calling her out of her name. And you shouldn't have did this. Like, I didn't have to, so we can go. Leave. You can leave. You can get out of my car. All that kind of stuff. That was just too much. You, you were just doing too much then. Yeah, and I would say, look, nobody owes anybody anything. Mm-hmm. I don't have to spend my money on nobody but myself. I don't have children, you right. know, so I don't owe anybody anything. I work for my money, I get my money, and I can spend it the way I want to spend my money, 100%. Mm-hmm. And that goes for anybody who makes their own money, mm-hmm. you know? So I can't sit right, right here and say he owed her anything. You know, yeah. even if you're in a relationship, you don't necessarily have to buy or pay for something for that person Mm -hmm. anyway but i don't believe they were in a relationship but i just feel like there's a way you that you talk to somebody Mm -hmm. and you don't disrespect people and it really it really annoyed me because i'm like 
this this type of character you should have mm-hmm. kind of known he was by the time of hanging out with him like this because mm-hmm. why would you be around somebody that's quick to demean you call you out your name and all of that yes he don't owe you nothing but i, I feel like you can just say that to start cursing out that mm-hmm. person and doing that and going forward with posting it was to get a reaction right he thought it was like you know cool and people are laugh mm-hmm. or something you know and that's why i feel like it was corny yeah. and not like it wasn't cool you he's, know he's trying to give zanies but it, it wasn't it wasn't a comedy show it wasn't funny it was a bad look on both of their parts but yeah he didn't need to disrespect her like that mm-hmm. and that leads us into this topic of our conversation for this podcast what is your worth connected to mm. what is your worth connected to that's deep that's it deep. is it makes you really think because you really have to mm-hmm. you know you really have to wonder like what makes me feel worthy mm-hmm. what fulfills me mm-hmm I feel like when I think of just that question alone, mm-hmm. what is your worth connected to? I would say my worth is connected to my mindset. Mm. I have done so much work on the way I think of myself, the way I mm-hmm. think about things, the way I move, um, right. the strength of my mind and believing in myself and all the work that I have done in my mindset mm-hmm. is what I feel like it's connected to my worth and I feel valuable, valuable, more valuable because if you don't know mm-hmm. your worth, it's easy for somebody else to tell you. Right. And more than likely, if you're looking for somebody else to tell you your worth, they're going to discount you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's important for you to know your worth yourself and to do the work to find out right. what it is, you know, or how somebody, much you want to, you know. Mm-hmm put into yourself exactly because asking somebody or trying to get someone to define your worth they only giving you what they're worth to them well, what they can see mm-hmm. they don't know you they don't know mm-hmm. what you've been through they don't know how you think they don't know exactly. what you're going through at the moment so you so. have to know your self-worth for yourself exactly. and that's important because i feel like I, I gotta agree with you on that my self-worth is also connected to my mind as well and i feel like that's both of us because we have built up um each other to the point of where we have worked on our mental so much that not a lot of stuff can affect us i know who i am because i worked on my mental so long since forever since college going back to law of attraction Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff so i'll be damned if you think you can come in and try to tell me i can't do this and i can't do that when i already i'm a living um living proof of i can do this if i set my mind to it now yeah i don't you think know? there's anything that somebody can tell me i can't do i think somebody telling me i can't do something leads me to want to prove them wrong it's almost like i believe in myself too much i don't think mm-hmm. it's never too much mm-hmm. but there'll be something that i don't know anything about and i will believe i can do it yeah i start doing the work to learn it and everything because mm-hmm. i believe it's possible as long as you know the basics and i just don't feel like there's nothing i can't do right but it honestly it hasn't always been like that mm-hmm. you know because we do gotta acknowledge that insecurities are real as well mm-hmm. whether it came from when you were younger as you grow mm-hmm. insecurities is something that you do have to deal with and you do come across in life and 
that it, that does also affect your worth mm-hmm. if you are very insecure. Define insecurities. Did you have the definition for insecurity? Yes. Insecurity is a feeling of inadequacy, not being enough, and uncertainty. It produces anxiety about your goals, relationships, and ability to handle certain situations. See? Mm. Specifically, it affects your ability to handle situations. Mm-hmm. Because if you are having insecurity, you don't believe that you can do it anyway, there is no reason for you to even try. Right. And it's just crazy on how many things it impacts. It, it basically impacts your whole human existence and what you're here for to achieve your goals, to build relationships and to handle situations, mm-hmm. you know, and that's also affecting your level of impact. You exactly. can't you can't impact the people you meant to impact because you trying to teach them how to do this and how to do that when you're not even at that place of feeling secure about what you're teaching. Now you're coming off like a hypocrite. Some insecurities are poured into you when you're young. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, as a young person, you're mostly told what you can do. Mm -hmm. You don't really know that you can do anything. You only know and see see. what you can see and what you experience regularly Mm -hmm. and what you're told. And what your parents have brought you up on or outside factors in school, you know. Parents can affect you in a negative manner not not necessarily a negative manner but can make you insecure because maybe there's things that they never did or knew mm-hmm. that you could do and they are kind of keeping you in this box and then you come to realize that wait there's more to life than just mm-hmm. the way my mom and daddy did it so that's why it's very important to build your own mental strength in situations and think for yourself and just get out and try new things because you never realize what you can achieve or what what you can ultimately do in life unless you get out, think outside of the box of your norm on what you were taught. And then as grownups who still haven't dealt with their insecurities, Mm -hmm. you know, they start to cover them up because most people, um, the problem is that most people don't confront their insecurity. They Mm. cover the insecurity up, Mm. which helps it stay longer and begin to haunt them and affect their life and their impact. And it's crazy when, things happen to you you expect it to happen from an outsider but when it's family it hits different you know Mm -hmm. because family know you more than the outsider they know what like you said last podcast they know what parts to hit they know what what triggers triggers you what would tick you off and then you kind of feel just because you feel like they know you and they know you long mm -hmm. enough that their thoughts make sense or, right. you know, you could take their judgment. Right. But when you realize that, especially when it comes to something like you're passionate about mm-hmm. and they kind of knock it or in some type of way, mm-hmm. then it'll make you question like, okay, am I as good as I thought I was? Right. That? Right. You know, exactly. And that comes from any, any situation though. Cause if you, for instance, when I first began acting, Mm-hmm. I was taking theater classes at MTSU and I found this passion for acting. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to jump on that out there and start auditioning. Right. And that's what I did. Cause usually that's what I do. If I find something and I feel like I'm passionate about, I jump all in mm-hmm. and learn it from experience. I went to an audition and I hadn't done much, you know, practice with auditioning. This was my first audition and I went to it and, I failed that audition, okay? 
um, one of the judges mm-hmm. was one of my teachers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was so bad that they cut me out in the middle of the audition. So mm-hmm. imagine how I remember going to the bathroom. I remember waiting because they said that they were going to call back in to do another, you know, section of the audition. But I noticed that they hadn't called me. So I was just like, I went to the bathroom and I was all teary eyed. I called my mom. I was like, can you just come pick me up? And imagine though, imagine if that situation, me being a brand new actor, mm-hmm. actress, obviously I'm not going to be the best yet. Right. You know, it takes work. You have to be able to take those Constructive you know? criticisms and whatever. But imagine that just took me out. Imagine I took that solid no as my first mm-hmm. one as the end all no. Mm-hmm. I'd have never made it to continue acting. I would have never made it to be in a film mm-hmm. with Weird Maya. I would have never, you know, that film went to film festivals and won Best New TV Palette. Mm-hmm. I would have never done it if I just took that as, you know what, acting just not right. me. Right. So insecurities, you may not even realize that there's an insecurity until you experience something. Mm-hmm. But then after you do experience that, your best is to confront it. Mm-hmm. than to cover it up like most things in life you have to confront it to actually get through it and as adults in adult relationships insecurities can play a part too because i was listening to this um video with these two men 19 keys and ian dunlap from earn your leisure mm-hmm. um i think it was the master investor high level conversations they got to talking about relationships and how you know i believe ian was the one to say that men offer money in a relationship because they don't bring anything else to the table or Mm. feel they don't bring anything else to the table. Mm. And he said, even though you hear that men complain about gold diggers, but they still approach women immediately explaining that he can take care of her because he himself on the inside doesn't feel like he's worthy enough. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. How do you feel mm. about that? Do you feel like insecure men hide behind their money as well? And why? I can see why he said that. I feel like um, most insecure men do hide behind their money. And the reason why is because they like the attention they get from it. Mm. They've never had the attention of people liking them for them, or they've never allowed themselves to be themselves. Mm-hmm. In any kind of situation, so if I have money and that draws the that attention. draws the attention from other women, and it makes me feel bigger than what I am, right. I don't need my money to define me. And nine times out of ten, I don't want you to know I even got money. Right, you're just not flashy like that. Yeah, you know. And then I don't even feel like people like you for you when they even know that you have it. Yeah. People nine times out of ten just want the money. Exactly. People are greedy nowadays. Exactly. And insecure men probably comfortable with mm-hmm. that because they probably know in their head too, like, mm, she interested in me because of the money. Mm-hmm. But then they content with it because they don't even know or believe that they're interesting outside of it anyway. Right. Right. And now you done done it for so long that when it comes to the point, say, if you run out of the money. What are you going to do then? That's why it's important to go back and pick it back off of what you said. Every insecurity that you have has to be dealt with before mm-hmm. you can move on in life to achieve anything. Because those insecurities 
will come back up. It's the reason why God continues to put them in your face. Right. So, sissy, I want to ask you the same thing. Do you feel like women hide behind their money or what do you think women hide behind? I don't think women hide behind their money because it's not like a standard in society for women to have to have money. It's mm-hmm. just something that women, you know, nowadays is leading to, you know, become bosses and do. But I don't think this, they're necessarily having to hide behind it. Mm-hmm. I feel like more so if I'm thinking of a woman that's insecure hiding behind anything, I would say her body mm. before it be money. Mm. Because at the end of the day, women do realize as well that that's what draws attention to them in this society. Mm. As you can see, that's something that's always shown on music videos, TV. It Mm. seems like it gets you in a certain place. So women will be insecure and not have a lot going on and make sure that they're looking a certain way. For the, you know, as far as their body, going mm-hmm. to get their body done, doing this to draw attention outside of dealing with the real root the of the issue. issue. And right. then I feel like they also don't realize either until they end their relationship because then it's leading you to always question like, do you really even really like me mm-hmm. or do you just like my body? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I feel like both of them end up in a position where they like don't really trust that even if they did find somebody that really liked them for them outside of whatever their insecurity is right they still will be in the back of their mind questioning like is it really me because mm-hmm. for them it's not them it's not th- it's like you know how people be like it's the this for me it's not mm-hmm. the them for them anyway exactly. so they are exactly. already gonna be constantly questioning he don't really like me he right. just like this or and she it's don't really human like nature me. for somebody to want someone to like them for them yeah if i have money and i'm giving and giving and giving i'm ultimately going to get to the point where i'm i don't want to give no more yeah like i won't i don't want to feel played and for someone um dealing with body issues or feeling like insecure and hiding behind their bodies they they don't realize until they have made a transition maybe they got their body done that the mental aspect still has to be dealt with you don't went and you don't made a change even though you, you did that if you didn't do the mental work mm-hmm. you still feel insecure in that body yeah because mentally there was no work done mm-hmm. it's just- I feel like the insecurities just build up more and more and more it's just too much to come with it all together on both ends because now I don't trust I don't trust a dude that'll do anything for some money because mm. somebody who's insecure and they lead them with their money they'll do anything for some money that right. mean they'll cross you right because they and don't then, know how to live without it exactly exactly and then the maintenance and upkeep of getting your body done is not a one time surgery you gotta keep right. going back you gotta keep you know it's an upkeep you have to continue to work on it or do it or pay for it and Mm -hmm. it's just like it's not even worth it it's much cheaper to just deal with the insecurity right right (laughs) to be honest exactly and it builds you up to deal with it exactly so you become stronger mm -hmm. and then look you become rich in health Mm -hmm. wealth wealth like and now you really attracting the right people around you Mm -hmm. for the right reasons that's like-minded and you know than to just be wondering in every room who really yeah. mess with me. Like, you know, people can relate to real more than fake. Yeah. Real recognize, Period. real regardless. 
So that leads me to ask y'all, like, what is your worth connected to? Right. Like, take the time to really ask yourself that hard question because it, it is going to be hard. Like, you know, what really is it that I feel like my worth is connected to? Mm-hmm. And if you feel like it's the wrong things or the wrong reasons, wrong things. And if you feel like it's the wrong things, then I challenge you to deal with it. Right. To change it. Right. You know, it's not ever too late to change it and, you know, connect your work to something else. Mm-hmm. But as long as you don't even ask yourself that question, you won't even take the time to try to change. So exactly. go ahead and think about that and let me know what y'all feel. Yes. Yes, y'all. Please leave those comments. We love those comments. We've been seeing people um, leave their ratings and comment and we appreciate that. Yes. We- continue to rate continue to review please mm-hmm. leave the comments we want to know how y'all feel about the podcast we appreciate the ratings but we yes. do want feedback as feedback well. feedback and let us know if it's anything that y'all would like for us to discuss mm-hmm. leave that as well we appreciate it if you're on apple Podcasts, make sure you continue rating review love y'all and we will see y'all right back here next week same time same place and make sure you what keep, keep it, it real, real.